From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Ralph Maurer, the head of school for the Oxford Academy. Ralph, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, let's dive in. You grew up around educators as both your parents were university professors. How do you think the educational landscape has evolved in terms of value perception over the years? Yeah, and I've seen pretty much it all since then. Uh, I've been a university professor. I've run a K-12 school and I've run a high school, which now has added a middle school. And I've been a student kind of across everything, including a master's degree and PhD. Uh, and over the last 40 years, uh, we've seen some big changes. I'd think in value perception, probably the biggest is it's become very diff- difficult for the middle market. Uh, the high-end schools that offer um, probably the small classes, um, kind of uh, at least in the higher ed, uh, kind of research faculty, um, great facilities, uh, the big brands, um, and then at the K through 12 level, you know, the higher tuition. Um, and lots of attention. Um, this, this kind of these brands, kind of that we know, they're doing quite well. In fact, they're doing even better. And then, kind of on the what you'd call not the low end, but really the high value end, um, there's been some incredible innovation in things like distance education, uh, charter schools, uh, kind of low cost privates, um, and choice schools is what you call it in Florida. Um, those have done extremely well, and all that uh, has sort of squeezed the middle. Um, I see it at most with my high school students where uh, they, uh, when they think about college selections, uh, there's a kind of list of uh, universities, kind of all the brand names we know, where they're willing to leave the state of Florida um, if they get in or if they get you know, the right scholarship package. Um, otherwise, they want to stay because there's some great universities here at a low cost that are just phenomenal. Um, but that list of schools that they're willing to leave for is a lot smaller than it was uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Ralph, this season of Invest Insights, it's all about creativity. Amid a period of accelerated innovation within the overall education sector, what have been some of the most creative ways Oxbridge Academy is furthering integrating technology into the student's educational experience? Uh, it's a great question, because I think uh, six months ago, a year ago, I would have had a uh, different answer. I would have said, wait and see, <laughs> because we were integrating a lot of technology for COVID that were, there was a lot of uncertainty about what it was going to look like as we came out of the at least the height of the pandemic. Now we're actually seeing what it's starting to look like, how we're putting that technology to use in ways other than mitigating um, the pandemic. Um, and what we're seeing is that essentially we've poured broadcast technology across the school. So there are screens and cameras everywhere. And we developed enormous expertise in how to use it. So I've got someone in my communication staff, for instance, who's essentially a broadcast technologist. Um, so we can do some amazing things. Um, we can take uh, speakers uh, in the school and broadcast them anywhere. We can take school speakers out of the school and broadcast them to the school anywhere in any configuration. Uh, we can take classrooms and do the same thing. We can take field trips who are overseas. And uh, if they're gone for a week, we can take a day of what they're doing and broadcast it back to the school. Uh, it's just this sort of fluidity and seamlessness uh, that, you know, you, you wouldn't normally force that kind of capital investment into AV technology on a school. 
But once you do, it opens up these just amazing possibilities. Uh, you know, and who knew we were going to do that um, back when we were sort of stuck in our home offices uh, during the Zoom? Absolutely. You know, we live in such a dynamic economy, one that's transforming on a daily basis. In preparing your students for success in this evolving economic landscape, what skill sets and values are you prioritizing to ensure growth among your students? Well, we always try to be uh, kind of mission vision centric. Uh, I think that's really important for institutions like ours. Uh, and our vision for our students is to meet the world boldly um, with agency, initiative, uh, and kindness. Uh, and the agency and initiative piece as a set of values really go together. Agency being acknowledging that you have the ability to make a difference in the world. And then initiative pairs up with that is that uh, you've got to go and do it. Essentially, you have to will to move. Um, this is really important. Uh, I used to teach MBAs. And um, uh, MBAs, uh, when I would give them scenarios, um, you know, cases essentially in high velocity environments um, with a lot of ambiguity, uh, they were paralyzed. They would really freeze up. Um, it was very difficult. And so it's a good example, I think, where we work with our students to not freeze up in those kinds of environments, to be able to have that calm uh, ability to go ahead and make decisions with the best information possible. Uh, and that that's what one has to do in these kind in the world today. Uh, there's not necessarily going to be formulas. Um, and then the next piece of value, uh, kindness. Um, uh, to act, uh, to give everyone sort of the benefit of the doubt, to, to give everyone a, uh, an environment where they can do their best work. Um, sort of it actually goes along with that, because if we're going to approach the world calmly without those kinds of formulas, we need to be kind to each other uh, to allow everyone to do that work. Uh, the last piece, which is sort of on the skills side, uh, is that we uh, are enormously focused on expertise as a school uh, in our hiring, but also what we teach the students is we want them to learn how to be experts, um, how to go deep into a subject, how to acquire uh, an enormous base of knowledge. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to come out of high school as experts. They probably won't even come out as uh, of undergraduate as, uh, school as experts, but they know what it means. Uh, they know how to do it and they have an appreciation for it. Um, and they know that expertise begats expertise. So um, if you acquire expertise as a material scientist, for instance, um, and then um, you might be able to go take that into, say, aerospace. And we have had students who go on to do those two things. I'm thinking one in particular. Um, so I think those are kind of the sets uh, of uh, things that probably we focus on most. Absolutely. And on the one side are those skills and those core values that you just spoke about. And on the other hand are the teachers that teach it and teachers are becoming increasingly hard to find. What are some of the creative ways that you're recruiting and retaining top talent at Oxbridge Academy? Yeah, you know, a really great, great question. Um, the, um, you know, sometimes creativity is not, uh, something, sometimes doing something new is actually doing more of the same in the sense that it's doubling down on your uh, best practices. So what I've been doing is um, creating larger uh, hiring committees, getting more people looking at more resumes, uh, essentially more eyes on more candidates. Um, and that has been very helpful because I looked at talent uh, management um, and talent acquisition as a task that was just going to need more horsepower, essentially. 
Um, and that has been very helpful. I mean, there's some essential things, you know, going to market earlier, um, making it a very attractive job. But those are things we've always done in many ways. Um, you know, we have a, a job here that I think is very attractive. We have attractive salaries. We have a place where we pay attention to the mental health of our, our, our um, teachers. Um, you know, I think all the things that make it a great place. But the market now just requires a lot of attention. It's a big job. Um, and then I think the, the benefits that need to be offered to be competitive with inflation, um, I think that those pieces, you know, you, you just can't skimp on them either. The, the secret sauce, so to speak, is, you know, how are you going to do that uh, and still be uh, sustainable? I think for any school is going to be the real challenge. As we round out our discussion today, how would you define creativity and what does that look like for Oxbridge Academy and more broadly education moving forward? Um, you know, I've, I've thought about this for years, really, you know, definitions of creativity and innovation. This goes back to when I used to teach uh, creativity and innovation. Um, creativity to me is, is essentially applied novelty. Um, but the important part is that it's applied novelty into a market. That it's not just done in a vacuum. Um, you know, you can make cre- uh, polka dotted tuxedos and that's novelty applied. But uh, somebody in the end has got to buy it or evaluate it. Um, And so when we're doing that kind of work, um, for instance, uh, what that means is usually we're creating new programs or course offerings um, where we're layering them on top of the core education that we provide. And we're looking at what's going on out in the industry um, out in uh, higher education, out in other areas. Um, that, and we look at trying to create exciting new programs that are attractive to students that offer um, more educational value um, that are going to be well-received that um, the kind of, I would say, uh, meet the market but are not designed to the market. Um, for instance, um, we have an artificial intelligence program um, that uh, is layered on top of our computer science and math program. Um, and again, that was observing what was happening in the world, what was happening in higher ed, and saying, oh, we can do that earlier. Um, we're starting to do something right now that's really exciting, building an institute around commerce and markets, and very similar, seeing that our students were getting very interested during the uh, pandemic uh, in that. Uh, I think that uh, that's really uh, how creativity tends to work at least in our world, and I think in education in general. Thank you very much, Ralph. I appreciated our discussion today. Thank you. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.